BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship Podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello. Hello, Devin. All right. Episode 106, what do you got for us today? There is no sure mark of the absence of the highest moral and intellectual qualities than a cold reception of excellence. I'll hit you with that one more time. Yeah. <laughs> There's no sure mark of the absence of the highest moral and intellectual qualities than a cold reception of excellence. I think it's a it's a quote it's a quote about envy. Right. I was gonna say like, it, yeah, it's like you know not getting a reaction from someone who sees the what you know that you've done something well yeah it's that person who gets pissed off when someone else does well yeah right it it shows a (laughs) low morals and intelligence is what they're saying you're not a good person if you can't appreciate quote-unquote greatness right yeah if you you can't see it and go that's amazing there are things that are you know what, what do you call it um not overplayed but uh Overrated, right? Overrated, okay. underrated? Right, yep. There are things that overrated that you roll your eyes at. Like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, Marvel movies. Okay, fine. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good and all, but I don't, whatever. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Well, that's my opinion, but... <laughs> yeah. But there are some things that just everyone kind of knows that are great as the person who poo-poos greatness. Right. I gotcha. So if anyone doesn't like our videos, you know, you're just not, you have low intellect and bad morals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you can't, can't, if you, you cannot can't recognize see, greatness. If you can't recognize the greatness. <laughs> I will say though, that that's a, um, that's like a moral test as well, because, um, when you, f- for, through the, through the avenue of envy, you know, that's, that's tough because envy is hard. You know, you see someone else doing well or you see someone else coming up and moving along and doing better than you. That's hard to recognize, you know, it's hard to recognize their skill and the, the, you know, what, what they have to offer as, as beneficial and as, as something good when you're envious of what they're doing, you know? Right. So, I mean, I've had, you know, like that could be as in like 
people with uh, craft skills or people, you know, around you who are, you know, just doing something really cool or are just naturally talented at something and you wish you could be that way or you you see like um, it, maybe it seems like an unfair uh, advantage or who knows like and then but to be able to step back from that envy and be able to appreciate that person's skill and their genuine ability for what it is and recognize greatness that's yeah it's not always easy yeah what if the person is isn't great mm. is that i guess it's still you're still envious of the person but maybe not envious of the skills they bring maybe right. you're just envious of the of success the, or the whatever success, they have yeah. the the money or the whatever they have. Right. I guess it's still envy. It's just a different. Yeah. Different type. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like you said that, you know, maybe you're seeing something that's like overrated and you, you think it's overrated, but it's hard to, again, like it, do you think it's overrated because it's overrated or do you think it's overrated because you're envious of the, the success it has? Right. And you a lot know. of that is people. It's like when you think a song's overplayed and you hate it because of it, it's not necessarily the song's fault. Right. It's that you constantly hear it everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And then, you, right, yeah. then you know, the hundredth time you're like, is this even that good? I don't know if it's right. that good. <laughs> and then someone's like, no, it's it's good. I love it. And you're like, ah. Yeah, right. I, I don't think it's that good. This actually, you know, kind of sucks. <laughs> and then from there on, you just, you dig in. Right. Like, ah, it sucks. Yeah, right. Like, like you liked no. it. You liked it the first 25 times. Right. Now, you know what? Now I've I've reassessed. <laughs> they suck. That sucks. <laughs> That's no good. They're overrated. I hope Overplayed. They die in a fire. <laughs> in a fire. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then there's like there's unquestionable um, greatness. You know, when you see someone doing something, uh, you can't help but to to like enjoy it, right? You cannot help but to recognize greatness when you see it, um, even if someone is you know maybe getting more recognition than they deserve but the greatness is there you know what mm -hmm. i mean um and actually some uh somebody that comes to mind when i think about that is um jason from fireball tools not that he doesn't deserve it at all he absolutely <laughs> does it but someone who's does, great but doesn't deserve doesn't, it <laughs> i'm just thinking of like someone who you cannot help but recognize the the like awesomeness of what he's doing creating all these amazing tools and the the vice that he's making i was just listening to uh the fits all podcast with um uh, andrew alexander and eric from Hantle rescue and jimmy Dresta, and they had uh, jason on from fireball tools and just him talking about the things that he makes and the machining and his like his positive attitude on what he does and and his patriotism for american made things but also his desire to um offer something to the customer that is you know attainably priced and just everything the way he talks about stuff and the way he runs his business and and just he makes the things that he thinks are great and wants to last forever and be the best it can be i mean you just cannot I cannot help but admire him for what he does and like, and his success has been, it, it, it's on par with like the greatness of what he's doing. So I'll recognize another person and he might have success on Instagram that I don't know of. And he does have success on YouTube, but it's not, I mean, he should be bigger. He should be over a hundred thousand. Right. Um, who's the guy, his name escapes me, but the guy who taught me blacksmithing, or didn't teach uh, me, but gave me that one lesson two, yeah. uh, last year. Yeah, Brett McAfee. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, Skull and Spade. Skull and Spade on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, like his YouTube channel was great. Like, yeah. I was watching. Yeah. He's like, he's like goofy and fun. And obviously, he's yeah. got the skills. Like, he should, he should definitely have more than what he has. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's weird because we only see these people from a peripheral point of view. You know, it's like only the very edge of their lives that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very, very seldom that we get more of a glimpse into someone's life. You know, you might have a few people that you're a little bit closer to and you kind of understand, especially in our in our avenue as content creators and part of this community, right? We have a little bit more look into some of these different people's lives and how they run their businesses and how they create their content. But really, unless they're like, you know like r- live in your same town and you're with them all the time, you're really only getting this like tiny, tiny portion of what they do. Um, and I will say again, what I've always said, you know, like consistency and, you know, good quality content and, um, yeah, just being, being consistent and being busy and keep doing things and offering <laughs> things up. I mean, that is a recipe for success in, this- in the content creator world. This after we missed last week's podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> football was one, man. <laughs> it was Thursday night football. Thursday night, yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> and, well, actually, yeah. <laughs> the, the original reason was, we. I mean, we just couldn't. I had work two days that earlier the week. Dustin had right. something the other day. The yeah. only day was Thursday, which I was going to go to a um, That's right, or, yeah. Orioles company party down downtown, mm. but I ended up not doing it. But then I just went to guys and watched the game. But right, <laughs> it was. So I did plan. I was just like, "Well, I'm going down to this thing. I really don't have the time." And then, right. And then the yeah. more I thought about it, I was like, "I do not want to go down to the same, <laughs> the same bar restaurant that we go to anyway after games." Yeah, right. So it's <laughs> like, and I don't even think they were footing the bill. Like it was like, uh, "Hey, yeah. drink specials." Like I'm gonna drive fifty minutes to the city, <laughs> you know, to fifteen dollars worth of gas. Yeah, right. And then, you know, 40, 50, 60 bucks worth of drinks and food, and then another yeah. 15 back. It's like... Just to go... Yeah. Yeah. Do the same thing that you do most nights anyway. Right. Just... <laughs> like, uh, I'm like... Uh, yeah, it'd be different know. if it was, like, at a different place, and they were fitting the bill, and, you know, like... Yeah, if... It, a I big end-of-the-year company party. Yeah, like, they had talked about doing a couple really cool places, and I was like, yeah, right. and then they just didn't. So, I mean, whatever. If it, yeah. I'll just say if I was closer, I would have gone, but... You right, know, right. we we live way too far out of the city for that. And then you know, you have a couple drinks, and what are you going to drink more than you can't? You can't go crazy. You you still got a fifty minute yeah. drive. Like, yeah, right. Come on, yeah, come on. <laughs> what are you expecting us to do? Yeah, I can't I really agree. party like we used to when I lived <laughs> ten minutes from the stadium, and you could get an Uber or whatever. You know, it was right. Exactly. The good old days. You, you weren't married or had kids to be responsible. When we drank for. literally after every <laughs> baseball game, every game, <laughs> <laughs> because you can't leave when everyone else leaves because nah, of the traffic. So you got to yeah. stay and drink. You know, there's yeah. two thousand people in the stadium. You know, it's Orioles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, that you know. That's uh, the reason why we missed last week is, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it just didn't work with the schedule. Um, but we will continue. So speaking of that, yeah. we can go into the big, not-so-big changes coming right, to both the podcast and the channel. And we're still in discussions of it. Yeah, We just keep right. saying we need to make changes. We just don't 
know exactly. We need like a, a YouTube coach to come in. Yeah, right. And like sit us down <laughs> in the locker room and be like, all right, what are you boys doing? Like, Yeah, right. Try this, try this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, the fourth and, quarter. Here's some plans. They got to get out, you know, pull out the chalkboard and start drawing yeah. X's and O's and lines, which things we can do. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the big picture thing is that we have become complacent with what we're doing. Um, but if we want to grow, we have to change, you know? So we, we have, we have seen growth, but the growth is slowing down. And so now it's like, okay, well, if we still want to grow, we need to do something different. And if we want this to become more of a revenue stream for us, then we need to do some different stuff. And, uh, and yeah, why not? And that, you know, that doesn't mean that we're going to, everything's going to go the same way, just more. Right. I mean, not, not the, right. The, the, I mean, the, the, obviously the YouTube channel will still be here. The podcast will be here, but yeah. we'll just put more time, you know, a little bit more time into it, mm-hmm. get more guests, do a couple more things, um, to have a, a bit more content. And then also a big thing, adding more, I don't know if after show, after show, some people don't, yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't like, I guess the people who don't pay don't like it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But, right, but an after show like a podcast after show for for Patreon um, members, you know, I yeah. think that's and and it's tough. I mean, it's the same reason why we didn't want to put ads in the middle of our videos, right? Mm. It's like it's just something else that's getting in a way in the in the way, you know, quote unquote, in the way of getting the content out to the viewer and the listener, right? But for the people who want to support us, there's also a benefit to that too. You know, we want to offer them something and, you know, we tried to be pretty plain about Patreon in the beginning. And the reason why we never really did it for a while was because we knew that we didn't really have enough time to offer more than what we were doing. Right. 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 So, so it was very clear with when, you know, when we had people join Patreon, it was, Hey, this is what we're doing. We are, we are two brothers that have full-time jobs. We have families and we want to be able to spend some time making videos for you the best we can do. And that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. If that's beneficial to you and you want to help support us and the people who have supported us over the years is it's amazing. And it has like paid for new cameras and new equipment and tools and all sorts of stuff, which has made the, the channel better. And so, but we just didn't have the time to offer more or (laughs) we didn't want to make the extra time to offer more, right? Because we have other things, but we need to grow. And so we need to be able to make that time and put the extra effort in. Right. And then obviously it's the idea is to pull people into Patreon or something like that. Right. But also give them access to a Slack or Discord channel. Give them, yeah. send everyone who signs up, whether they give us $2 or $10, send them something. Sticker pack. Yeah. Like yeah. whatever. If even if it costs us $5, $10, just to ship it to you. Right. Just to know that we're like, we see you. Because that's another thing. Yeah. People who leave Patreon, they like, there's an exiting poll thing that they do. And most of them are like, hey, I didn't hear from anyone. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't feel like I was getting much, and that's all true. We just, yeah, for right. one, we don't really get like updates. I think we get emails when someone writes, but it's yeah, it's, it's weird. We don't. That was the thing. We kind of said we're we're not going to ignore it, but we're like, hey, this is just kind of a thing. We'd love if you would help us. Right. We, we'd love if you want to help us because we'll just spend it on gear, and that's exactly what we did. Like, the yeah. reason we have a 4K videos now. I don't know if 
people like it. I mean, care or not, but it's because of the patrons, and a lot of them paid a lot of money. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So so we're there. So we need to offer people more. Yeah. So they get more, and we get more. So right. we, we could just do more of everything. Yeah. But we just well, need we just need a little bit more uh, uh, cash inflow to get that going. Right. One of the things that I um, I've heard, I think it's Mareko Malmasi said he does with his patrons, is that he does like um, Q and A. I don't know if it's just like I guess maybe it's videos like live, like live sessions um, mm. with his patrons, um, and that would be awesome. Like I'd love to do that. Like that'd be cool. Like do a do a monthly live. You know, with all the patrons, who's ever there, and they, they can ask us questions, we can chat, and we can talk. Like, that would be super fun. You know, I'd be definitely down for that. Um, you know, have, like you said, set up a Discord where we can all chat, and there can be, like, a constant flow of information there that's any time, you know, not just, like, monthly. Um, right, right. Yeah, and then, and yeah, figure out ways to offer more stuff. Um, that's another thing, is, like, thinking of what we can do, what we can make, what we can, you know, like, source to have additional revenue streams for the channel and for both of us. Uh, right. Cause I mean, just if yeah. people think that a channel with over a hundred thousand subscribers gets a lot of money, it's just not true. Right. And no. especially if you have more than one person, I mean, you know, a couple yeah. hundred bucks to, you know, maybe a couple thousand, but that, that'd right. be like the extreme high end. It's not, it's it's definitely less than a thousand dollars a month. It's you know it's yeah. Especially then you start splitting it up. Then everyone's only getting a couple hundred bucks or a hundred bucks. You know it's not right. Yeah, just, just ad, ad revenue is not to solely, is not yeah, sustaining to solely yeah. rely on on YouTube and AdSense. Right. It's not a, yeah. not a good plan. No, <laughs> it's a, it's a great addition. You know, it's it's a great thing that they do that they offer that. And you know, if you have a really big channel, you can make a couple thousand bucks a month, or you know, like. Four, five, six, seven thousand yeah, bucks a month. And if your some, channel's doing really well, you know, like you're not going to make the the main revenue stream is not AdSense. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the super super giant ones that are doing like multi million videos every single time, and they're putting out videos, you know, multiple times a month. Well, then yeah, like that, you know, that revenue stream from AdSense is going to pay your bills. But you know, someone like. Yeah, like Mr. Beast or someone <laughs> like, uh, you know, Mark Rober or Whistling Diesel, you know, they're like making so much money because there's so many views and so yeah. many views add up to so many ads on views and so much money. Yeah. Even right. if you have, yeah, if that's you have like, a, a, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot. Your big videos might bring in 20 bucks a month after, right. you know, after they've, started you know it might be a year or two later and that's great that's a great thing so yeah, you do yep. need a lot of videos to bring in to make it add up you know right some yeah. videos make five bucks a month some you know if it's doing well make 50 bucks a month but that right. all that has to add and add up um or if you can explode like uh tyrone knifeworks is right i'm sure he got yeah. some nice cash in the last few months good for him right yeah good yeah, job with guys. like multiple yeah <laughs> yeah with multiple videos doing multiple that, millions yeah so yeah. he got a, he probably yeah. got a good chunk right in but that is just yeah that will just push him to keep making so anyway right so yeah there's changes and as you can tell we're still like mauling it over like should we do yeah. a video podcast should we right should we do this or that it's 
um, yeah, tricky. Like, but, but how much content is the right amount of content? You know, right? And like, there's, I think yeah. we we both know, we work hard on the big videos. Yeah, and there's right. still a lot of time into just getting one out a month. Right, but there is. I think if we add another ten percent each of like yep. workload, we right. can put out a lot more stuff. That doesn't right. have to be the huge video. It can be yeah, um, stuff on like I said, a Slack channel or Discord channel, just where we can constantly talk to people, right? Constantly talk to patrons, yeah. post pictures, post stuff, or maybe it's open to everybody and patrons get something else. But you know, I don't know. I think yeah, I will say too, um, this semester right up through December and then next semester are my last two semesters with my online courses that I'm taking. Mm. So that's been like the last three years that I've been doing mm-hmm. online courses. So mm-hmm. that's like multiple nights a week where I just can't, I can't do anything because I have schoolwork assignments and stuff too. Yeah. yeah so I have, yeah. so I'll be done in like March, April, May, something like that. So, you know, put us out like five or six months and then I'll be done that. So that'll, that will not no longer be on my plate for evenings and weekends and stuff. Right. So, so that, you know, that's a big, it's a big pull. It's like, it's a lot of stuff to do to come home from a full day of work and then shoot videos for a couple hours, finish by 10. And then, you know, do I have like the, uh, the stamina to then put like a few more hours of classwork in? No, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's never going to work. Like I have to come home and work for four or five hours on classwork. Like I can't work for four or five hours on a video and then classwork. Right. It's just not, this is not happening. I'm just, I would die. I would get shingles like Brian house <laughs> for like a fucking month. He got Poor shingles. Dude, man. Yeah. He got shingles from stress from just too much work, just too much stress. <laughs> no, he had like the worst bout of shingles I've ever heard of. Like weeks ago, I sent him a text and was just checking on him, see how he was doing. And, and he just like, he just recorded the work for a podcast, which we'll, talk, which we'll talk about a little bit more, but, um, he just, just back into it, you know, like this week, after like a serious, like a straight month of being completely out of it with shingles. So that, that is some of the problem of the, his success. He's like, yes, <laughs> yeah. this is going great. Working let's keep going. Off, like, yeah. let's, let's bust it. Like, let's mm-hmm. move. And I understand he just, but then there's so much with it. I mean, he's, yeah. But man, the stuff they're, they're putting out is great. Oh yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So I was listening to work for it this morning. I didn't actually get a chance to finish the whole video. Um, but they had Dennis Tyrell on talking about Dennis and talking about the um, the fantasy knife challenge. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which we unfortunately had to bow out of just because of breaking the the bow for our hundredth video. That ended up taking <laughs> us like twice as long to make that video, which then rolled over into our time, which we were going to work on the fantasy knife, and uh, so we didn't get to participate there. But they did do the fantasy knife challenge and they had the winners and they talked about that. But Brian did talk, but like before that, I was just listening to them talking about all sorts of fun stuff. And Brian was talking about the things that they've been working on, like um, the Apollo forge and the ribbon burner that he's been working on with, uh, you know, in the shop. And then, you know, uh, they're going to be putting out um, the revolution grinder. They'll be doing full built grinders now. Um, Not like right away, but soon sometime in the next couple months, you'll be able to just like, purchase a fully made grinder from them and they'll package it and ship it to you ready ready to go so like they're they're moving into the full you know full belt grinders now as well which is awesome just like being able to offer everywhere from the plan set for 25 bucks to the full grinder for however much that's going to cost you know and then somewhere in between like where you can buy the kit for 500 bucks and you can build it yourself you know so 
it's just That's really great. cool that that you have this he, the way that he did it by first offering this set and then offering offering pieces and then offering kits and then offering like and now offering the full thing you know as his business grew and as he was able to find people to do all this stuff for him and be able to offer this stuff with you know reasonable prices it's just uh it's a cool it was a cool way to go about it because most companies don't do that right they don't offer their plans for something they you know they offer the thing you know because like well you don't want to tell people how to make it because then they'll make it instead of buying it from you but his whole thing was like, let me start off at the bottom and just offer these things up and start making some money that way. Okay, now I can offer the kits. Okay, now I can offer the whole thing. And, you know, right. and people right. love it, you know, because they love having that option to be able to do it themselves or, or you know, buy it pre-made. Yeah, man. Which is great. Um, so they they announced on the Work For It podcast all the winners, all the, they did. the convoluted <laughs> 10 different winners of 30 <laughs> categories. And so I will, um, I, you and I were talking before the podcast about this and I listened, um, and I listened far enough into the podcast before I just didn't have time because I was, you know, at work or coming home from work, um, to hear about the, the top winners of the main group of challengers, right? So the main 20, um, that's the main challenging challenger group. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not hear the winners of the judges and the judges are the top five, competitors from the previous challenge the dagger challenge so the top five winners moved on to the judges challengers so i didn't hear those challengers um i did hear uh they did say <laughs> the uh the winner between brian house and brian cone which was funny um <laughs> so i'll start off with that so um i i am going to this is like a little spoiler so if you haven't listened to the work for a podcast head over there listen to the work or podcast and then come back and finish this episode. <laughs> well, then they're like, well, now we know we don't want to hear it. again." Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, whatever, uh, <laughs> but you got to send some love to work for it. Um, and also, uh, head over to Dennis Tyrell, Tyrell knife works on Instagram. I'm sorry, on Instagram and on, uh, on YouTube. So you can see the, uh, the challenger video, the, the reveal of the winners, which I haven't actually watched the whole thing. So we were talking beforehand. I was about to watch it and you were like, well, why don't you hold on a second? You can watch it during the podcast which is a little silly to watch a video during the podcast well, but I mean, you ex- explain what like oh this person got it and this person oh they got gotcha. a cool this type of knife <laughs> okay sorry <clears throat> i'll try to mute myself as i'm just coughing away from the mic in the future um so uh first um the the four uh competitors or the four top competitors which um they revealed on the uh on the video Dennis revealed and also on work for podcast. So, um, I think it's, uh, pit forging P I T forging. Um, he got fourth place and that was with, um, the kind of Wolverine gauntlet, uh, oh, you know, yeah. spike yeah. things, which is pretty awesome. Um, in third place was Eric rivers from the rivers experience. And he had the world of Warcraft, like sword, uh, giant knife type thing with like the dragon scale scales, which is awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Eric Rivers. Uh, he does the Knives Templars podcasts um, with a bunch of other guys, and I'll actually be on their podcast again tomorrow night. So oh, yeah. um, I was on the podcast a couple weeks ago as a guest, and then now I'm kind of returning as like a guest host. You know, kind of because uh, they have a bunch of hosts who kind of all fill in when they can. So Just tell them I will invoice you after the podcast. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Expect my sponsorship spot to go up. 
Uh, yeah, so that was third place, Eric Rivers. Um, he made the World of Warcraft knife. In second place was Trollski. We all know Trollski. He made a wild-looking kind of cool orc sword knife thing. And in first place was Nord Artisan, who's awesome. He's a small channel. I think he's got fifteen or sixteen thousand followers um, on or you know, subscribers, and he made the fucking coolest whip sword um, <laughs> ever. Like, so it's a sword that you know when when tightened and held rigid is looks like a sword, but then as you slack it, it come it becomes in like in to like a chain, basically a chain of sword parts. And just, I did watch um, the video. I don't know if I finished the video, but I was watching a bunch of it. And the way he kind of worked through his process of manufacture of like engineering, how this thing was going to work together was really cool. Like he just talked about the process and showed some stuff. And because like, how do you make a sword that, that can be like um, segmented like a chain and spin around, but then also come back to tight. Like, how do you make that in real life? You know what I mean? That's a, that's a thing that happens in, like, video games and fantasy because it's hard to do that. So he did get um, the first place uh, with that Whipsword video, which is really awesome. So congratulations. And the cool thing about the voting this time around is that for the main um, channels, the, the voting was... Um, done by the viewers, but also done by the judges. So where in the past, the voting has always been completely by viewer voting. Um, this point now is 50% of the overall weight of the, of the final scores was based off of the viewers and 50% was based off of the, the judges um, voting. So I'm um, sorry. See, actually, sorry. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. That's, that's yep. Easy. I can hear you. Okay, fine. Sorry. I wanted to, I had to switch my headphones cause I was sweating. Profusely <laughs> with our our earmuff ones. So Dang, just, it's warm I'll in the house. I know. I'm right next to the heater and the <laughs> computer and the giant PC. So everything. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to make sure I can hear. And yeah, yeah the, the Dragon Whip and his his video went <clears throat> viral, viral, right? Yeah, so, yeah. It's been yeah, two weeks. Gonna, it's got a million views. He's gonna get yeah. like thousands, and he's gonna double his number real quick, and then right, he'll be right up past us, and yeah, who knows. Yeah. No, that's great. No, yeah, so he's, like I said, I think he still has, like, maybe 15,000 subscribers, something like that. So he's still a really small channel, but, but you know, it's, like, it's a really awesome video. It just goes to show you that if you actually do put in the time and effort to make something that's pretty sensational or pretty interesting, like, usually that's going to do pretty well. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, especially fantasy stuff. People love fantasy stuff. The internet loves knives. It loves, like, katanas, and it loves fantasy swords and things like that. So if that's your uh, if that's your avenue, then go ahead and do it because people love it and they they will eat it up. Yeah, because I mean you don't have to be a um, someone interested in making making knives, right? You just have have fans of the lore. Right, that's the thing. You're getting right. another group of people who just are fans of the thing, not right. how to make yeah. the thing. They just want to see the thing. Right. But yeah. So yeah. Right, sorry, go ahead. Cool. Okay. So, um, the next, and I'm actually watching the video now. So the next <laughs> portion of winners is the judges. So there are five judges, the top five people from the first, um, or from, from the, uh, dagger challenge. So the top five winners were, um, Dennis Tyrell from Tyrell Knifeworks, um, Ensik Ali, uh, Heavy Forge, um, Ailey Knives and Blackbeard Project. So they were the top five winners. So they were in the judges, challenge so those top five they got voted for um and I, I don't remember exactly how their uh 
their um, positions were chosen or was it just through the viewers? I'm not exactly sure. Um, I think there were supposed to be some guest judges who were also judging them as well as I think the rest of the competitors, the other 20, I think were also judging the top five, um, which is really nice because when you have, when you have knife makers looking at your work and video content creators looking at your work, it's not just the, um, it's not just the build, but it's the quality of the video. And that's what they said all along. That's what it should be is that it's about the presentation because obviously we don't all have presses and we don't have the capability to do, you know, like mosaic Damascus and some crazy things. Right. So those people obviously are going to have a step up in the end product, um, you know, based off of what they have, the tooling that they have, but it really should be about, um, you know, how you present it and then what you do. So, so then you have judges that actually all do the same type of thing. They all know what knives are supposed to look like and how they work and they can appreciate some things differently from the viewers. Um, so the judges, uh, let's see. So the top five judges in third place was uh, Heavy Forge and Blackbeard Projects evenly tied for third place. Um, Blackbeard had a twisted, like a tri-twisted oh, dagger. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, and Heavy Forge, one second. Uh, where is it? Heavy Forge had like a cool big ass Dam uh, Damascus Bowie knife. Um, second place was Ailey Knives. And he had this like awesome sword with like some cutouts and stuff in it. And in first place in the judges challenge was Dennis Tyrell of Tyrell Knifeworks again. Top top video, <laughs> top uh, winner go. challenge again. Dennis Tyrell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he made a he made it like a real cool like slick, um, like. Uh, I say shark there you go shark dagger sword thing right so it has like um this cool blue like tiger maple handle and then a shark fin on the on the like at the guard of the or the um the the bolster area and then a fin below it so your whole guard is made out of like a fin on top and fin on the bottom and then the whole pommel is a, a long like tail fin and then the whole like top of the knife has like these kind of scales cut into it and it's curved and stuff and it's really cool. You know, it's, it's, it's an awesome, uh, it's an awesome sword. It's a really cool fantasy knife. So he did a, a great job. So there you go. Winner still undefeated champion, Dennis Tyrell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he makes good and, stuff. Uh, and what, his, what was his quote is, oh, okay. Give to um, and hold on, let me, let me back is, up one uh, second. I'm watching. I want to back up. So the last uh, um, category is the, do something different. Every project, um, the viewers, challenge so there were the same way that we did during the um the dagger challenge there was a viewer challenge so mm -hmm. viewers could create their own videos and and compete amongst each other i think there were 19 viewer challengers and so these are the viewer winners as well so in third place is benjamin angeloni did a really awesome kind of um dragon scaly uh like saw blade across the back of a, of a big bowie knife type Thing with like a cool brass guard and blue handle. In second place was Bobcat Forge, and he has again like a big buoy with uh, a cool like patterned uh, sand my Damascus with uh, a figured wood handle and a real kind of cool curly guard. And in first place for the challenger challenge was Matt Smith, and 
Matt created, uh, well, this is a crazy looking, um, like a cool dragony sword with, uh, with like all sorts of almost like bone, um, like a, like a dragon skeleton looking type thing. But if you, if you made a dragon skeleton, um, it was pretty crazy. So, um, hold on one second. All right. <clears throat> okay. Let's see. All right. looks like we had a couple, a little bit of technical difficulties, but I think we're back up and running. I was finishing up the viewer, uh, challenge winners, and I'm going to just going to run through those names one more time, just in case. Um, that's again, Benjamin Angeloni, uh, Bobcat Forge. And lastly, in first place was Matt Smith with this like cool bone dragon looking sword, uh, fantasy sword knife thing. It was awesome. So oh, yeah, that thing is wow. Yeah. Yeah. Those are crazy. So congratulations to all the winners, um, from the different brackets of the challenge, especially to those viewers who, uh, just kind of went, you know, above and beyond and tried to make something kind of cool and participate in something that, you know, they didn't have to, obviously none of us have to, but you know, <laughs> the, the benefit is just to try your hand at something and see what you can do. So they did some really awesome work and, uh, and showed what you can do. So congratulations to all of them. It was awesome. It was fun listening to those guys chat about it on the work for a podcast. So if you want to hear them talk a lot of, a little bit about more about it and um, the new challenge I think that will be going on which I didn't hear that but I think they were talking about talking about releasing about that that part so if you want to chopper new challenge yeah oh. as how it is chopper yeah okay. they, it's at the end of the video gotcha okay nice so chopper that's kind of cool I like that I wonder if you have to do like a chopper test with it mm, I like I, mean, I like a chopper that's yeah. cool because that's just like a big heavy purpose big built chunk. you yeah. know like and the chopper is like purpose built, right? A chopper is designed to chop and cut well. Um, so, like, if you're not familiar with cutting tests, they do um, these competitions, a chopper competition, basically where you're creating a knife and it has to like cut through a rope and then cut through a couple two by fours and then cut through, you know, a band, a, like a reed um, stalk and then it has to cut through a paper. It's like you're doing this like one thing after another, after another, after another. And then at the end, it still has to like shave hairs or something. So it's about, <laughs> um, you know, creating a tool that can do this thing, but also knowing the metallurgy to create a, a knife that can hold an edge throughout all of these kind of torture tests. So, right. cool. So we'll have to, I'll have to look into that and see, uh, what the, what the challenge is and, um, you know, see what they're doing because it'd be kind of interesting, interesting if it was something like where they had to, uh, do a, um, you know, like a torture test. Everyone had to do like the same test at the end and film it or whatever. It'd be kind of cool. So I'm not sure, but we'll see. But yeah, check out Work for Podcast. Head over to all of the competitors' videos. Check them out. They all did a really awesome job. Um, there were a bunch of them that obviously we didn't talk about, but there were a ton of, of other competitors who did some really awesome stuff. So, um, and I've, I've watched a bunch of those videos. So check them out. They're cool, man. Um, yeah. Speaking of. Work for a podcast. Um, Brian House, I mean uh, Brian Cohn, was talking about some cool material that he has. He he's been kind of sourcing this um, carbon fiber material um, from a manufacturer, the, per, the place that he gets it from, and um, he just put up a a little giveaway um, and announcement about these um, handle kind of liners, three sixteenth uh, carbon fiber. Um, liner material that he has for sale on his website. They're ten bucks for a pair. So I actually 
bought a couple pairs. The, <laughs> if you go over to his um, his Instagram, you can see that he's offering up. He just says like, you know, ten bucks plus shipping for the pair. Um, but anyone who comments within that post, it also um, in like two days, he'll do a live stream and he'll um, he will offer one up for free from one person who commented. So so I commented. But then I headed over to his website and got a couple pairs. And then after doing that, he and I were chatting back and forth a little bit. And um, and we talked about a possible collaboration between the two channels. So um, I won't, I'm not going to go into it too much right now because we might keep it for a little bit of kind of a, um, a secret thing that we might talk about later. Or we'll see how that how we open up that. But there will be a collaboration between uh, Brian Cohn's YouTube channel and our YouTube channel in the future. And uh, Devin doesn't know about that because I literally just talked to <laughs> yeah. Brian about it before we recorded the podcast. <laughs> so that was like hot off the presses, literally hot off the press. <laughs> you know, we're just chatting. Sounds um, good. Yeah, but it'd be cool. And uh, um, it's funny because he said, he was like, I know, he said that he knows that we're kind of selective about the videos we do. So, you know, he he obviously wasn't going to be offended if I didn't want to do a, a collaboration. And that was like, I was like, oh man, like, I absolutely love collaborations. You know, like if we could do collaborations with people, that's great. You know, like anytime, you know, we can do something, it's more of like a, a time frame thing and a, and like deadline thing. That's what's harder for us to do. And obviously we want to keep variety in our channel. We do, we are kind of not picky, but we want to keep some variety in the channel because we want to offer a lot of different things and not just, mm. you know, one avenue of content. So, no, yeah. Um, but collab yeah, with any... collab with one other person isn't a rush. It's just no, right, exactly. But hey, man, we'll we'll both do it and then kind of put it out when it, we're both done. Like, all right, yeah, right. And it's a great way to like just just be a part of the community. Like, I love collaborations. So, so Brian, we're we're very excited to do it. Brian, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't saying. even know what it is. So he's not uh, excited. I'll, I'm not excited. <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, he taught. We were kind of discussing one part of the collaboration, but um, we'll see. Maybe well, we'll talk more about it in the future, but uh, maybe that'll be on an after show or something in the future. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want to hear that secret stuff, you become a Patreon member. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll yeah, we've been shooting. Actually, oh yeah, we've been shooting. But I, I want to talk about two things that I watched recently. Okay. Yeah, because you because um, we were together and you almost started talking about. It. You're like, well, maybe I'll wait and talk about that on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Oh, something secret. All right. <laughs> um, um, find the exact title. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's Jesse Combs, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The fashion owner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I couldn't think nice. of the, the title of the HBO something like show, that. But yeah, yeah, the fastest woman on earth. Um, it is hard to watch. Ah, gotcha. It. I think for people who knew her closely and intimately, right. it's probably a nice thing because it obviously celebrates her for all the stuff she's done and all the great right. racing things she's done as a woman and, and just as a person, such a badass person in general she was, that was a, you know, like a host and a, a talent as well as just like a a wild person. Right. But the way they space it out is throughout the whole movie, they're showing clips of her in this car that, for people who don't know, she passed away in 
trying to set, which she did set, a land speed record for a woman on the salt salt flats in Bonneville. Right. Um, in in a crash that ended her life. So the whole time during the movie, you're waiting for it to happen. So there's this uneasiness because each time is crazy. I mean, she's in a jet yeah. car going three, four, five hundred miles per hour. Jeez. Um, and then at the end, when it, they show, I mean, you get the GoPro footage from over her shoulder. Mm. And then when she starts to crash, the, the GoPro flies away with the um, with the windscreen, or with right. the, you know, with the jet with the top. So you don't mm-hmm. see, you don't, don't actually see her. But I mean, you see right. her going, earlier, early, to preface, earlier in the movie, there is one time when the brakes fail. And she right. makes it within feet of this. There's a bunch of bushes towards, I mean, bushes and yeah. shrubs at the end of one right. side after like 10 miles. You hit some stuff that's not just salt flats. So if you don't stop in time, you hit these things and you right. flip and roll and, and probably don't make it. Um, so that happens early on. And everyone's, everyone's like, you see your mom there, like freaking out, like, oh, my God, you almost died. And she's like, that was scary as shit. And you like, right. you can see everyone freaking out a little bit. So yeah. knowing that it's actually going to happen at the end yeah. of this movie and you're going to see footage of it and you're going to see everyone react to it. It's really rough yeah like um Mm. just you know for me i i just don't like i i don't like those type of videos anyway they've always affected me a lot like right yeah oh this person gets hit by a car some people are like whoa did you see that you know and i was always like i can't i can't watch it yeah no i agree it'll affect me all day like yeah i don't like the phases of death stuff i don't like seeing people get if they get hurt, and what, then that's fine. As long as they live, I can probably watch it. Right. But when people, it's, it's, I know, or I know, it sounds like, I mean, they interviewed her whole family and everybody, so they obviously had HBO's blessing. Right. And they obviously gave this footage to them. But it's like, it's rough. Because you see her, right. I mean, she does everything right. But you, all of a sudden, there's this huge vibration when she's going 540 miles per hour. Yeah. Whoa. Starts shaking. All the cameras start shaking. You see her trying to hit everything to turn it off. And they're they're yelling, like, Jesse, slow down. Stop. Stop, Jesse. Like, cut it. Cut it. And they're freaking right. out. And I think the last thing she says is just like, yeah, copy. Like, she's obviously going through right. everything. And you can see how fast she's going. Like over her shoulder towards these shrubs and things, and then she hits, and you see dirt and dust, and then the camera flies. Yeah, and then they all run, and you know it's on fire. Um, I'm sure. I think they said you know it was such a a huge impact that she probably died right away. Right. So at least there's that. You know, it wasn't. It was just like a. I mean, she was obviously scared for thirty seconds. You know, yeah, <laughs> obviously right. trying to trying to yeah. get it done, and then hopefully it was just a quick thing and. Um, there's some other things, but so I think it's worth seeing, right? But it is tough. It is really tough. Yeah, <laughs> like, it kind of sat with me, and it still is. It just yeah, right. Especially I, I don't know. I, I'd seen her on TV. I never knew her, but 
kind of knew of her and she was on Mythbusters and all this other stuff and then right and then last year you bought two of the bandanas from some of the people who um they sell her her yeah, like from the uh, Jesse Combs Foundation yeah yeah so they were selling those at one of the maker camps so and that yep. was another connection yeah, I was they, like, yeah they had the raffle this year with a bunch of stuff yeah 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 so it was like I guess we're we're not near it but we're like adjacent to some yeah, stuff she's, you right. know some people she knew and so I mean, if they like it and they get some closure out of it, right? I think it's a good thing because I don't think HBO set out to be, um, what would you call it, uh, sensational or yes, yeah, like to sensationalize yeah. or to make some right. money off of someone's death, right, right. But it is it's tough because they show pretty much all the footage, of, like someone's yeah. death. You're seeing the last five seconds before right. before they fly into these these bushes and she. You know, it flips and catches fire, but yeah, yeah, it was tough. So I don't know if that's my recommendation to watch, but right? <laughs> um, I just wanted to talk about that yeah. a little bit. It was, it was so wild. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I mean, you know, you think about what we do, what we put out here in the world for uh, people's enjoyment, and you know. I think something like that, you know, that's, that's a tough thing. Like you said, you know, uh, obviously they have the family's blessing to put it out there, but that's a, that's, it's a pretty sensational thing. And you're, you're benefiting from the sensationality of someone's death. Right. I mean, yeah. and that's, I mean, that's what, that's I don't know. Yeah. It, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It may, I don't know if it made me feel better, but then I was thinking as I'm, it affects me. But right. not only do people die all the time, but we have so many shows about murder and people right. getting raped and killed. And there's a thousand of those shows on Netflix, right? you know, yeah. of people dying horrifically. And she died less horrifically. She died right. doing something she knew. She loved yeah. it because it was something on the edge. Yeah. That's why they love it. Because it's right. so close to the edge. It's exciting, right? Yeah. And they're just... They're wild people who love doing this stuff, and they know at any minute. It's like riding a motorcycle fast, and you feel and you hit a bump, you know, and you're like, "Ooh!" But you get like a a rush out of it, right? Like, yeah. Oh man, I was that, yeah, that, that adrenaline, been, yeah, right, have <laughs> been something. Yeah. So, and she died, and then um, I think she did set the record. Yep, she did. Well, you yeah, know, yeah, that so final run, posthumously given. So, the, yeah, the fastest woman alive. Yeah, I mean, or ever. There, I guess there are worse ways for her to go out, but it's right. tough. It, it's it's tough, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that was that was the one I watched late at night. Crazy. I was just I had to watch Seinfeld <laughs> after because I was so like in a funk. Yeah, right. I was like, oh, it just hurt my like. You, you and you know it's coming. It's just it's uh. It was it was a tough one, but right. If, Everything else, they do celebrate her, so it's a right. Yeah, it's a it's really well done. I guess. Yeah. You do they say. do they talk about the Jesse Combs Foundation? The yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 Because right. they already they already have. I mean, they've sponsored a bunch of women to have classes, and they're constantly right. giving money to help different types of people learn these skills, and um, and it is a great. I mean, the video the movie goes through her starting up and how she did it, and her family and life and it was all it's really well done but yeah. the threat of her going to die at the end and watching different attempts was was tough right 
Yeah. But. Yeah, I hear you. I know, um, actually, uh, like I said, uh, Jimmy was uh, talking about that the HBO special as well, I think, on the Making It podcast recently. And uh, just talking, he was saying how like he actually had Jesse at his house a couple times. Um, and once was the summer before she passed away. And she was like at his house at the farm up in, you know, Eastern New York. And, and he was asking her about that, like about the, the, um, the danger. I forget exactly how he said it, but, but it's just kind of interesting hearing him talking about it. And then, you know, it was like a month later, she, she died in an accident. So, um, you know, you can listen to the make, making a podcast, the most recent one he talks about a little bit, but it's just, you know, like you said, it's not someone who's directly connected to us, but it's someone who's within the community and that's a it's a weird like kind of peripheral relationship to have and you know kind of understand he, he a little watched, bit like more intimately i guess he watched it the yeah the documentary yeah Oof, he did yeah i don't know if i could have i mean right, it's obviously the person. person like i said i think it's probably closure for some people to right. know what happened and i think they bring that up in the movie they bring it up saying like they wanted to watch it because, I mean, you're not seeing blood and you're not seeing her scream or anything. You're just seeing her right. trying to shut it down and slow it down somehow. Right. And then she flies and there's dirt and the camera flies. You know, it's. But um, I think that's probably closure for some people to yeah. go, like, well, she, she was just there. She was trying to. She did everything she had to do. You know, she was just getting trying to get it done. Right. And it just, it failed. It hit, it hit, um, something the one the front wheel hit like a rock that was under the dirt so jeez oh, it just the the wheel failed once it hit something going that fast and so it just right. it screwed everything up so the normal mechanics of it just wasn't working and it wasn't stopping but right yeah yeah it's crazy it goes. so yeah from one tough movie to another <laughs> Oh, okay, but wonderful. Which, <laughs> which is fictional <laughs> um all quiet on the western front Oh man, classic! Um, done by a German director, apparently for the first time. Because um, for those who don't know, it's World War One from the point of view of uh, a German guy, um, mm-hmm. and it's pretty horrific. <laughs> is this a, this a new version? Yeah, new version. It's oh, on Netflix. Wow. Oh, okay. So I I never I mean I I know of the book. I, don't, I may have read it. I don't know. But right. I knew what the story was about, and and this is the first one ever. I think was recently done because it just came out on Netflix. So, um, yeah, that was tough too. Brutal, brutal war that World War One. Yeah, jeez, you're not kidding. Yeah. But it, you know, it goes from young kids being excited to, hey, we're going to, well, you know, we're doing this thing for our country. Yeah, here we go. To it, just you know, trench, brutal trench warfare. Where nobody wins. Dustin doesn't want to hear it. He has to. Sorry. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's enough. I'm getting sad. He has to lay down and. <laughs> no, my uh, my laptop would just told me it was like running low on battery. I'm like, what? It's plugged in. And I realized <laughs> it wasn't plugged in. So I was, I was like on the floor trying. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Part three. <laughs> it did die. It did die. Yeah. My battery was going to die. Now. 
and the duct. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, no, I was like on the floor plugging it into the wall. I just didn't realize that it had also unplugged at the same time from the inverter base. So <laughs> oh, I just depressed just the shit died. out of the computer and it killed itself. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I can't take it anymore. It unplugged from the wall. It unplugged from its base. I'm done. Jumped into a bathtub. All right. So the second. Oh, yeah. So All Quiet on the Western Front. Right. You watched that one. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Wild stuff. Watch some, watch some Seinfeld after that one as well. Yeah, had to, <laughs> had to bring it down. But at least that, you know, it's just, you can, you start getting too bummed out. I mean, you know, it's yeah. a real thing, but it's, these are just actors. Don't get attached to the actors. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, I, it, I do that sometimes if a, a movie really starts to affect me, and I think it's too much. I'm like, take it easy. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so I, what I do is I start to think about how it's being made a little bit more. You right. Know? Yeah. I just go into like, oh, this is a cool shot. I wonder yeah, how they right. lit this. Like, you know, you just start to analyze it as a, yeah, a piece of work as a technical thing, other than. Right. I was uh, I was recently looking. I was watching. Um, the new trailer for the newest Avatar movie that's coming oh, yeah. out in yeah. December. Um, it looks pretty cool. And then uh, and I was, I, I had like, I was on Instagram and there was a post about the, um, the thing. So I was watching that and then I wasn't really paying attention. So my phone just auto played to the next video, which was someone talking about like 10 cool things about the new Avatar movies. Um, so I ended up watching that as well. And there's like six movies coming out from avatar from james cameron like it's a whole crazy long series and it's ridiculous um there's a bunch of like cool actors that are going to be in it the guy who played the main um antagonist the main bad guy the on the military you know dude like he's coming back he's getting re- regenerated his like consciousness is regenerated into one of the navi and uh but, ja- <laughs> but james cameron was saying like how much he loves that actor like he just plays that role so well and that kind of reminds me of that, right? That you can appreciate someone's acting, even when they're in a situation. They're, they're designed; the character's designed to make you hate them. Oh, you know, yeah. the, the bad guy, right? So, like, but someone plays that role so well. It's like uh, one that always like really pisses me off is the um, the antagonist from The Patriot the Mel Gibson movie, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that guy yeah. who's just like, he's the worst. Like he's just a, like just a horrible human being. And he plays it so well. And that's the same actor that plays uh, Lucius Malfoy from the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. Like he's just such a great bad guy, you know, like, Oh, he does such a great job. So yeah. Think about yeah. it in that way. <laughs> Appreciate their, their ability as actors, you know, to yeah. portray that and really make you really want to hate them. Yeah, and the funny funny thing is, all quiet the western. You're kind of you're rooting for these guys, right? That are on the opposite side of what our country was. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, but I actually in the movie, and I don't know if it's this in the book. They're mainly fighting the French. Uh, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a few French guys <laughs> died. <sorry. laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Brits, I feel a little bit worse for than obviously the Americans. You don't want to see them die. Right. Yeah. But obviously, something that that that's that terrible. I mean, the right the Germans. Every I mean, everybody was wrong. It was just a terrible thing altogether. No one was necessarily the baddies. It was just the stupid situation that got them in this thing. You know, right? It's yeah. just a bunch of normal people going back and forth, fighting over a few miles over what was it four years, not making any ground, just 
one person getting massacred, pushing a line back, and yeah. then, uh, then coming back, and the other side getting massacred, just back and forth. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, and then there's there's a great scene in it, though, that shows the terror of the first time they see tanks. Because oh, World yeah. War One is where, where they kind of invented the tank. Yeah, right. And just they, they hear it, you know, and it starts rumbling, and you <laughs> see these giant metal machines. Oh, jeez. Creeping towards their lines, you know? Yeah, they're like, what do we do now? Like, you can't, yeah, and they all start shooting at it. It doesn't do anything. I think uh, eventually right. they do take them down. And the main thing in World War One is they are so impossibly slow. Right. I mean, they're great to break the line once, but once you're through, I mean, someone can run up and start dropping grenades in you. I, I mean, you have a lot of right. defense. There's some machine guns on the side and stuff, but you're only you're like three miles per hour. Yeah. <laughs> so you will get taken yeah. down, and then, you, then you're just in the death trap. But... To see it. it, nothing can stop it. Right, coming yeah. towards your line, a juggernaut towards yeah, the right. towards the trenches. But once you're through, mm-hmm. it's like, what do you do? And then obviously you have this ten ton machine getting, and it's all mud. Everything's mud. There's no grass right. left. It's all just <laughs> mud and muck. It's World War One, you know. Right. Yeah. It's been bombed to hell, so they end up getting stuck in these thing in these holes. Uh, people just run up and throw grenades in on you. Oy, man, that's crazy. Yeah, crazy stuff. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's like you think of the, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you call it like the glory, like the glorified like soldier, you know, the like the battle and the strength and the fortitude to do these things. But then like when, when, it's, when you're in like and you see or you know about the grit and the horror and the like, just the crazy, the crazy, like, uh, like psychotic takeover of your, of your adrenaline that makes mm-hmm. you like defend yourself from life or death, you know, like, wait, it's just, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. That's I mean, I, uh, obviously I was never a soldier, you know, <laughs> like that's not anything that I could ever do. Like, yeah. It's like, it's hard. It takes a toll on me. Like the same as you just seeing something like that happen, like, you know, I, yeah, same thing. I never like watched, could watch like fight videos or things that like my friends in high school would be like, oh, watch this crazy thing. Like you said, like the faces of death, all this like weird shows that, yeah. that sensationalize these like real life horrific things happening. And right. it's just, it's just like, oh, I can't take it. My body can't take it. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. You know, and I and I watch I watch and read all sorts of fun post apocalyptic things, and always thinking like, what would happen if we were in that situation? And but you know, you never think about being in the moment of like, <laughs> yeah, it's having it's to do fun something to think horrific. About. You don't actually want to see half your family die, right? Exactly. That's how most every story goes. Yeah, you right. know, everyone, almost everyone you love gets wiped out. Yep. And yeah, and then you start to rebuild. So yeah, you're like right. you're destroyed as a human. Oh, and then you get to do the fun part of. Fort. <laughs> right exactly yeah right everyone dies and you're you're all alone by yourself yeah. and you have to rebuild the civilization and right you know. yeah yeah but it's crazy okay so we jump from that <laughs> to a very peaceful activity that we ah did. yes yeah or we're all over you, the place today <laughs> that you and our brother derek did yeah right. that was great yeah, and i just posted on it i posted about it on instagram last night so oh, yeah, the, the photo yeah yeah that awesome photo of of the moment and <laughs> uh and you know i said in the post i was like either this is a good moment or a bad moment but you know something's happening here derek's hands are off of the <laughs> the rock balancing tower that he just made and you know worked on and i'm sitting back and i'm like ah this crazy expression it was great. What a great moment captured. <laughs> yeah, we wanted. So. Yeah, we wanted to do a video with our brother Derek. You probably heard 
you know yep. of him if you know this podcast. He's obviously yeah. on the Every Brothers podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he does uh, rock balancing as a hobby, and mostly now that's his Instagram. He does really great stuff, and yeah, he just loves doing it. And he takes really nice pictures of it and puts them on Instagram and stuff. And uh, yeah, a few of his things blew up, and I was like, oh, this is great. I was like, we need to like make a video. If there's any help we can give him, yeah, right. To do it. Like, let's try to make a video with him. Not right. that I I thought we would help him much or anything. I think we had thought about it before too. Just we wanted to do more things out in the woods anyway. Yeah, right. And this was a perfect chance to let's just go out with Derek and and let him give us some tips and tricks. Yeah. Um, yeah, on his side. Uh, and and, and, and you would him, and yeah, and you and him would just go out and do it, and and I. And we'd record it. Yeah. So yeah, it was great. And that, you know, that's we, what we did. Yeah, we we thought about like when to do it. You know, we were like, well, where are we gonna go? And I kind of came up with a place kind of last minute. Like we knew I knew it was gonna be somewhere up around us. And we have all sorts of little streams and rivers and things all around Maryland, which um you obviously don't have to be in a stream or a river to rock balance, but a lot of times it gives you like a good setting and there's something about with like the water and the stones and you know, kind of using that to work together. So Looking for a little stream, we found one uh, close by behind a friend's house, which actually turned out being perfect. It was, like, exactly the right, like, you know, the stream was, like, six feet wide and maybe a foot deep, you know, a foot and a half deep at the deepest, uh, the part we were in, and it had cool waterfalls behind it and and just, like, in the woods in this little valley, and mm-hmm. uh, it was a perfect little spot. Tons of good rocks around to balance mm-hmm. with and, and a good spot where he and I could both set up together um, so you could shoot um, mostly on tripod just in front of us, right? Because the whole idea of rock balancing is that you're like taking this time and just focusing and trying to put together a stack of balanced rocks that work in harmony with each other. But also, you know, they have to like, one of the cool things that he talked about is that, um, what he usually will try to do is well, he'll have, um, a stack that everything has to be together for it to stand up. So each rock will not stand, will not balance until the top rock is put on. And then that rock, you know, creates the full, um, like solid effect, um, which is really cool. And, and I did my best to kind of do that and keep that in mind. Although mine, you know, after four or five rocks, I kind of had the stack kind of standing and then I was able to let go and get a few more rocks and kind of keep building. So mine was not like that, but Derek's was, and it was really cool watching him, excuse me, watching him do that. And just seeing like how all of the rocks were basically shifting the whole time while he was like doing it. I'm like, how do you even do that? You know, like he kept kind of pushing down on it and everything would shift and move. And then you would see like at a moment where he would push down on the like second to last rock and, and the whole stack would just stop shifting. Right. right? They all locked together. And so you knew like right exactly where you needed the weight to stay on top and push down with just enough weight to hold the whole thing together. And then so Derek could have taken any like big rock and just put it right on that spot, a big flat rock, and it would have been fine. But his thing is that he wants to do this top piece that is like it's the like cake topper on a wedding cake, right? It's this big presentation piece. So you don't want to just put any any rock on top. You want it to be the cool presentation rock. So he usually like, will like try to find that first and then it's, you know, try to stand it up in a way that it doesn't naturally look like it wants to stand. So 
once he got that last rock on and everything just locked together and and he actually caught it it was great too and i don't want to give too much away but you know whatever it's okay people are listening they're listening they get a little bit of a little taste of what's going on <laughs> um but like he caught it it was like oh here it is it's gonna stay like he said it mm-hmm. and then it was like within 10 seconds or 15 seconds like he, he had he had felt it right he knew he was just uh like just a breath away from being able to let go and then he like he let go and everything stayed up and it was cool it was really cool like it was just a cool moment and you know i, I was a fun video to make and just hanging out in the woods with my brothers and playing in the stream and balancing rocks <laughs> like we've done our whole entire lives you know in different ways you know <laughs> so it's like it doesn't get much better than that you know we just miss and drew <laughs> yeah but uh, no, it was it was it was, it was really awesome nice. i i yeah. enjoyed just kind of hanging out watching i i do wish i could have been participating right that was yeah. the one thing i was like man i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in well not mm-hmm. so much with the cold water because the water was <laughs> i mean it's it's you know it's it's november it was very cold very cold so water. yeah derek took his <laughs> shoes off to just get in and he likes to do the whole connect to the ground thing to be yeah, right one and feel whatever and do that and dustin was like well i guess i'll do it. you're doing it. i'll do it so, yep. <laughs> so they're both their their feet are in this really cold water um, yeah but you know how are your feet now they feel good Oh yeah, they're fine. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely took some time for them to warm up and like, or I guess not really warm up, but to like the full feeling to come back into them. And, you know, like once you get like uh pins and needles, you know, when you lose feeling in your feet. So like for a while they felt like warm and, you know, spiky and, but yeah, they, they were fine. It wasn't yeah. frostbite. It wasn't that cold, but it oh, was yeah, definitely, uh, right, right. it was cold, you know, and, and like, like anytime you get into cold water, it was only cold for the first you know, five, 10 seconds, like when you put your feet in, then it's cold, but you get used to it, right? It's like, okay. And you're just sitting there on the edge and your feet are in the water. And, but, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was cool. And, you know, it was really cool. I had a couple ideas and we brought the drone and I was going to get all these different shots, but I was enjoying watching. Right. I think there's something to be said for just sitting and watching. It's, you yep. can't speed it up and make rock bouncing exciting. Right. The exactly. point is that it's this slow thing. And you guys were just talking, and I, I, I was thinking, I was like, man, this, I told Derek, I was like, you should have guests on. Yeah, and right. you should, like, I was thinking, like, you know, uh, yeah. and cars getting coffee. Right, yeah. It's just you talking to interesting people while rock balancing. Yeah. Because I really liked the addition of an extra person in a rock balancing video. Right. Because it's yeah. just two people chatting. And if it's a newer person at it, Derek's kind of giving tips. And it's like any any of those videos, someone making food for someone or doing this. I mean, the, the people know how to do it, but they're also getting extra tips of, well, yeah, yeah. maybe use that one. And, oh, you're trying to feel for that. So he's chatting with them about that. And then you just yeah. talk about life and whatever. Like, it would, it would make a great, like, 30-minute show. Or, like, even, right. yeah, yeah, I was thinking even, like, a podcast, even though you can't. It'd have to be always a video podcast. Right. Yeah. You're like, hey, no, that'd we're, be here fun. Yeah, exactly. we're, we're here with blah, blah, blah. And we're um, welcome. Hey, how you doing, man? And then we got a stack of rocks here and then you just go. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. And you I just think, have yeah, the whole, fun. you have the whole thing. You have a, whatever, half an hour, 45 minutes of right. people chatting he, and bouncing. Yeah. And it was funny because he did say afterward that it was definitely a different type of mindset to be talking and interacting with someone mm-hmm. while he's doing it. You know, because usually he's like completely in the moment. And I definitely, I definitely locked into the moment multiple times where like, 
you get that kind of like everything else is gone and you're just in this one thing doing this one thing you lose kind of focus and you lose time and you kind of zone into what you're doing and uh yeah. definitely you... had that feeling right a couple times throughout it and so that's definitely important when you're right in that moment of trying to get everything to hold you like you need that complete focus and so like chatting throughout that obviously we did it you know it was fine and it worked out fine but it was definitely a different uh he I, I can't remember if he said he felt like he may have been able to get it sooner but it was like you know kind of like not being 100% focused and like talking and you know thinking about things outside of just the balancing so yeah it's, uh, it's like uh, you can almost do like a hot ones show <laughs> yeah right so they are distracted <laughs> as you ask them questions you know <laughs> like right yeah yeah something that <laughs> just distract them enough to make it interesting Right. Well, that's the thing too. You know, he said there have been times where you know he'll he'll complete a stack in like five minutes. You know, he'll he'll complete right. a balance in just a few minutes, and then there's other times where it'll take him you know half an hour, forty minutes that you know to get it to work. So, yeah. So I would you know maybe w- maybe you know adding that additional conversation can draw it out a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. So you do like a thirty minute timer. Yeah. Like, right. We're gonna have a thing. We're gonna have this. All right. Welcome. Here we go. And then you just. At the end of thirty minutes, but you have to stop no matter what. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. That is. Ah, we, yeah. You know, we like... didn't get it today. Yeah, right. <laughs> or at that moment, you know, he takes like the big easy rock and just puts it on top, and it just stands up. Like mm-hmm. okay, yeah. It takes the I one he's trying it. to balance. I didn't make it today. You know, yeah, trying to balance up on its side, and he just puts it down on its flat, and <laughs> just like okay, that works. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, that was kind of fun, like being in that situation and knowing that. Um, you know, the length of the video, or at least how long we were going to sit there, was based off of how long it took Derek to finish it. Yeah, because you know, I finished mine probably, I don't know, five minutes before he finished his, right. and mine was much, you know, it was it was much easier. Um, it was a, a more of like a I would say a beginner stack, right? It was kind of a large to small. There were a few times where I tried to put some big ones in and move them in and out, and I had some big things and I had some tall, like kind of some like my very last one was like a maybe three inch or three and a half inch tall by two inch wide by like a quarter inch thick um, rock. So kind of like a good, almost like a good skipping stone rock. And I got it to stand up on its side, you know, balance up on its side, which is really cool. You like up on like a tip, you know, instead of laying flat. So that was kind of fun to do that the last minute, you know, adjust it, adjust it, adjust it, keep adjusting it and like holding the rocks below it until you can let it go and everything holds on. So, but I finished a few minutes before him and then just sitting there, we're like, okay, we're just going to hang out and watch and talk and see what happens. And, and then he got, he finished. It was really cool. Yeah. So, um, editing it now, it might be out Sunday. I, I don't know. Nice. Yeah. Um, but it, it'll be cool. I uh, maybe it'll be like 20, 30 minutes long. I don't know. Nice. Right but, on. uh, yeah. Yeah. But you guys can head over and check out, uh, to check out Derek's channel. So his, his channel on YouTube is now, um, changed from man versus matrix, what it has been in the past. And we've talked about now it's Magi M A G I, um, he's got a cool intro cause he just, uh, he put up kind of an S um, ASMR kind of half an hour, um, repeat of just the rock balanced stack sitting there within the, like the stream and the waterfall behind it. So it's kind of just like a meditative video. He put it up, but um, you can check him out. And the beginning of the video, it's kind of, he has a cool entrance um, or a cool like intro that has the word Magi. And then like 
the the word imagination kind of pops up around it with magi in the middle and then it like fades out and then the word magic come pops up too so it's like mm-hmm. there's some fun different elements of what he's doing so cool. you know he's always been a, a little out there so gotta love his point of view on life and stuff so check it out it's cool <laughs> so you can check out his channel and see that there and then also follow him on instagram it's just derek underscore o'hara on instagram you can see all the other rock balancing stuff he's done it's cool um recommendations yeah um i have a really cool one this week uh this is somebody who i found recently and i don't think i'm like looking back at our our, our uh, recommendations recently. I don't think I recommended him. If I did, it's just because he's really cool. But um, <laughs> it's uh, a guy, <laughs> a guy named Jesse Jesse Cunningham, um, and he describes himself as an aspiring Canadian craftsman living in Japan, process work and musings. Um, and his Instagram is Jesse in Kyushu. So it's J E S S E I N. K Y U S H U. And I'll put it obviously in the notes in the show notes. So you can find it there, but Jesse and Kyushu, he does, um, really beautiful Japanese inspired knives doing these like great, um, Japanese knives and all sorts of different, like different shapes and things, knives. And, but then he also like shows process and, and very like traditional things and just beautiful pictures of Japan. That's like, that's gotta be, in the top like three of destinations for me to go in the world. Oh yeah. Um, it's oh, just, yeah. it's incredible. I mean, like if, if someone told me that I could only go one place ever again <laughs> in like to only ever, like only one place, it might have to be Japan, you know, just because of just the incredible culture and art and craftsmanship and landscape and just the, the other aspect of what it is as well. It's so different than Western culture. You know, it's just like, Oh, I don't know. You can, you can appreciate the genius. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Or, or not the genius, whatever the word, whatever the quote was already. Was it genius? (laughs) No, no, I said, Oh no. Like the, what, what I said, the other or whatever. Are you talking about the the quote from earlier? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I forget the, yeah. The, the The, uh, greatness. Greatness, Greatness. So, yeah. <laughs> Greatness. Greatness. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now, yeah. what's his? What's the title? Uh, his name is Jesse Cunningham, and his Instagram is Jesse in Kyushu. What? How does he describe himself? As an uh, an aspiring Canadian craftsman living in Japan. Okay. Yeah. At first, it sounded like an aspiring Canadian. <laughs> living in aspiring like he's trying Canadian. To, he he's trying to be, to be Canadian, Canadian, but he's living in Japan. <laughs> like, which one is it? What do you want to be? Aspiring Canadian craftsman living in Japan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how exactly it popped up in my feed, but you know, it's one of those recommended things. It just kind of popped up, and and so I checked it out. And uh, whenever I whenever I try, I'm trying to decide if I want to follow someone. Um, you know, I kind of go into their thing and I look back through some of their posts and. And it was like every post is just cool. Like, and, and there's just a really cool mystique about like the tradition of Japanese cutlery, um, and how different the perspective on making things is in Japan, like the speed at which they make things like everything is slow. Everything is like contemplative and they take their time and they really like quality and, you know, just this like tradition is so built into what they do and that it's just so like fascinating to me. So. So what we need is a GoFundMe or Patreon 
the art of craftsmanship goes to Japan. Oh man! <laughs> and then we'll go. We'll go to some factor- oh, or factories. We'll go to some craftsmen, and we will just have <laughs> wow. a, a week long trip and Dude, so see, see makers in Japan. I'm sure we could hook up with some uh, um, makers there too. Some people yeah, who, some content people and some. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be so awesome. Yeah, there's just. I mean. One of my favorite YouTube channels of all time is um, uh, um, Ishitani Furniture. Um, mm-hmm. Just this amazing Japanese furniture woodworker, um, and just and he's he's a young guy. He's, he does he's working in a modern shop, but he's got that that sensibility, this Japanese sensibility to creating things. It's just like beautiful. <laughs> it's just like there's a quietness right. and a contemplativeness and a and this level of craftsmanship that's just just so amazing that it's fast so fascinating to me yeah 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 man um all right mine is a simple one it's called obs studio it's for capturing your computer screen so anyone out there trying to make videos and trying to um pull video or 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 show something on your screen like hey if as as you're you're talking about your website or you're talking about something you want to show people yeah um, you can record exactly what your your um, com- your monitor or your computer is showing, and it's super simple. Like once you get it set up, and it only takes like five minutes to get set up. You like pick uh, what resolution you want and what your monitor runs at, and right. once it's there, there's just one button in the or there's a lot of buttons, but there's a button in the bottom corner that says start record. Oh, nice! And, and you just, I mean, the program's open in ten seconds. Is it it's, it's an online or you download it? No, no, you download it, but it's free. Okay. It's free software. So nice. That's awesome. Um, you just hit soft, uh, start record and it records your screen for as long as you want. And then you hit stop record and then it makes the file. It sends it to wherever you selected it to go and then it's ready to go. Nice. So awesome. Like once I, I was like, ah, what am I do for Derek's Instagram? And I just pulled it up on the screen, did it. Recorded what the screen saw on Instagram. You know, I wanted his video, so I'll just record that, and then boom. Yeah, I was done. I had it. I had it in my nice. Premiere Viewer in about two minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you see that often in videos. People were like, they'll like talk about something. They're like, hey, you can do this thing, or like I'm sponsored yeah. by this yeah. thing, and so, this is how you would do it. Yep. You'd set it up, and they just and they're just screen recording themselves, like going uh-huh. through their own website or going through a how to tutorial or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and and for nice. me it was yeah. At first I was like, I don't know how do I do it. Do I want to do that? It seemed like a whole thing. Like when we, we, earlier on, like you know, whatever before when we were talking about ads and doing stuff, I was like, hey, right, no, if I'm yeah. gonna show it and how am I gonna record it? And what software? It's super simple. So OBS Studio, it's free. If that's something you need to do, use that. It's as easy as it gets. Sweet, right on. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody. Um, uh, sorry for the technical difficulties along the way, but obviously <laughs> we'll edit those out. Um, I am. Uh, it looks like the the second part has all uploaded fine. The first part still says it's uh, regenerating my peaks data, and it's taking a, a few minutes because it's a larger project. So, but it usually only takes a few minutes, and this has been sitting here for like the last forty minutes in the same state. So, oh my. we'll see if I have everything. Usually, Cast works really well, and even if there are some old like mix up things, it it records along the way. So even if it stops on its own, it kind of sets it aside. So, um. 90%, 99% sure we'll be fine. But if for some reason we're not fine and we only <laughs> caught the second half of this podcast, then uh, 
you know, we'll see what we do. <laughs> yeah, we're Dustin. If if you're hearing this on Saturday because it didn't yeah. come through, and Dustin just re-recorded an intro or something. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the reason why. <laughs> but yeah, that's good to be back. Good to be chatting. Sorry we were out for a week, but you know, sometimes sometimes you gotta take a week off. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody. Um, like we talked about, we will be kind of reorganize how we do stuff and uh, trying to offer some more stuff for our patrons. So if you are interested in uh, supporting the channel or if you haven't really thought about it in the past and you're thinking about it now, um, you can definitely look forward to some new and exciting things that we are going to be offering f to our patrons um, because we think it's time, you know, time to step it up yeah. a little bit more and see what's there to offer. And for all of you who have been patrons in the past, um, please just know that, we are more than appreciative of everything that you have done for us. And, um, and, you know, we wish that we could have always offered stuff, but you know, it just wasn't always a possibility. So, um, for those, uh, for those old patrons when, uh, I would love to do something for them. So, um, that is still something that I'm, that I want to do and I'm planning on doing. So I have everyone's names and emails and stuff. So I'll reach out to those people and, and try to give you guys something for your dedication for all these years. All right. Um, if you have not already, please head over to YouTube and subscribe there and comment and like and tell us what you think about the videos. So we have uh, the rock balancing video will be coming out shortly. We just um, put out, uh, I guess, uh, two weeks ago ish, uh, three weeks ago, maybe um, we put out the Whiskey River uh, 30C handle 10 steps for handling an axe. So um, that video is doing pretty well. So thank you for everyone who's watched that. I got a lot of good feedback on that. And if you guys want to see a little bit more of what's going on behind the scenes and in our lives, both Devin and I, you can uh, head over to Instagram and follow us at the art of craftsmanship and at the art of camera guy and, uh, and head over and check out uh, Derek's Instagram as well. Derek underscore hair. All right, guys, thank you all so much for listening and we will talk to you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.